It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to Tennis Channel Live as we lead you up to the night session in Atlanta featuring an American star. It is TCL from the ATL. And here's what's coming up on the big show. Is the world number one feeling pressure playing on home soil this week? We'll show you how Iga Sviantek impressed the fans in Warsaw. Plus, U.S. stars continuing to play well in Atlanta. Three days in, and the hopes of an All-American Final Four in the A still alive. And the current top-ranked teenagers chasing and even passing some of the accomplishments that these two teen sensations once achieved. Speaking of those teens, we are with you live right now from our set studio in Santa Monica. Steve Weissman, we've got Hall of Famer Tracy Austin, former world number five, Mr. IMG Jimmy Arias. <laughs> Just seeing the video of you two legends was pretty cool. I was excited that it was, I think it was color. I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> it it wasn't that long been, ago. It might have only been black and white. I'm not sure. But anyway. Looking forward to that stuff. Uh, we do have some big news as Riley Opelka, top seed in Atlanta, has pulled out of the tournament. He's got a bit of a right hip issue. But good news, that means Stevie Johnson, the lucky loser, yes. he, he gets some new life, Tracy. He does. Lost in the second round of qualifying to Gajovcik, but you have to stick around. You never know. And he was actually the second lucky loser when Kyrgios pulled out last night. Manorino moved in, actually won his match. Yeah. So maybe... For Stevie, that trend will hold. Stevie's at 91 right now in the rankings. So every every point that he gets right now is really important to stay in that top 100. It's nice that he hung out till Wednesday to see that he would get into as a lucky loser. Maybe his friend Riley said, you know what, you need a little help. You're 91 in the world. No, I'm kidding. He didn't pull out because of that. I And he's playing doubles. I'm, he's playing doubles with Tommy Paul. So that's why he was still there. They're actually okay. supposed to play this afternoon. That match has now been pushed until after suitable rest tonight. So... Could be singles and doubles. Big night for Steve. Big night. And we've got highlights from Tommy Paul coming up later in the show as well. But we start with the women's world number one. That is Iga Sviantek playing her first match since Wimbledon today. And that's where that 37-match win streak, the longest since 2000, came to an end. She lost in the third round to Alize Cornet. The streak dated back to February, included six titles. So Iga... Trying to start a new winning streak in her home country, playing Magdalena Freck. And she controlled this one from start to finish, Trace. Yeah, happy to be back on the clay. She said the grass is tricky for me. I'm still trying to figure out how my game matches up on that surface. She can't slide. You can see that she's on clay. She feels very comfortable to move, to slide, to control the points, to dictate play. She's so strong with the serve, with the forehand. And it's that heavy, extreme grip, the Western grip, on the forehand where it was so problematic on grass. She had 33 unforced errors against Elise Cornet, but she has more time on the ball on clay, for, especially for that forehand. She can get down, she can whip up with that forehand with so much topspin and really dictate play standing on the baseline. Freck just didn't have enough of a game, enough big weapons to hurt Spiontech today. Very straightforward. Didn't face a break point, won more than 75% of her service points, improves to 47-4. and 47-4 and four this season. What a year for Iga Sviantek. 
and one streak, by the way, is still alive. Now, 17 wins in a row on the surface of clay. Has lost just two sets over that span. She won Stuttgart, Rome, Roland Garros, the fifth player in the 2000s, Jimmy, to have a streak this long. Well, it's interesting because she hits the ball with so much spin, as Tracy was saying, heavier than everyone else. So you would expect her to do very well on clay. The name in this little montage that we're showing you that surprises me is Maria Sharapova. She said she hates play at one point she can't move on it and yet from 2012 to 13 she had that win streak that was interesting and like Iga Sviantek she has won Roland Garros two times two times uh, Tracy I'm curious Iga obviously getting ready for the summer hardcourt season leading up to the U.S. Open why do you think she chose to play on the clay courts this week I think one word Warsaw she's mm. at home and they've changed this tournament to her hometown where she where she comes from. It's, it's nice to get that love as a number one player. And I don't think it's going to be tough for Iga. She won't play next week. And so she'll have that week to transition from clay to the hard. To me, that's the easiest transition from a grass to hard or clay to hard. The other way around is more difficult, won't be difficult, and she's happy to be home. That's because you're from California, that you always played on hardcore. So anytime, any surface you went to hardcore was easy for you. That's I true. didn't really like clay to hard. Oh, really? Been, well, when we played, the hard courts were a little bit quicker ah. than they are now. So I think the transition isn't that big a deal anymore because it seems the hard courts are bouncing up. They're not quite as quick. So They're that's why she's yeah. dominating on both hardcore and clay so far this year. Grass is the one surface, Tracy, that yeah. she just can't seem to figure out yet. I, I think eventually she will, but what does she need to do to do that? It's the hit point on grass. The ball scoots through, and she really struggles with the hit point time and time again and lost her confidence. All right, back to the hard courts we go. That means Tommy Paul in Atlanta, one of the many Americans there. And Tommy Paul looking to make his seventh quarterfinal of the season, Tracy, taking on Kwon Soon Woo today. Yeah, Tommy Paul, his backhand is magic. You're going to have to pass. You're going to have to hit bigger. When you come in for that backhand, and your second serves are going to have to be bigger for the Tommy Paul backhand. He is just playing lights out so far this week. He's looking comfortable in his movement. He's one of the faster guys on tour. He's always in the right place. He's looking as fit, I think, as he's ever looked. How about his haircut? That's even more lean and mean. So he is looking terrific. And Quan just didn't have enough. He even tried to serve and volley Quan. That showed a little bit of desperation. He tried to unload. Everything out of the bucket, but Tommy Paul had all the answers. He sure did. Won 81% of his first serve points. Ties his personal best of 25 tour-level wins in a season. We're only in July. I had a, a lot of fun on court today. I mean, even though it looks like I'm quiet out here, I'm having a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I mean, it's always nice to get through a match like that uh, quickly. You know, it's really hot out here, so the less time on court, the better. Two matches, two hours, 23 minutes for Tommy Paul so far. Brandon Nakashima, John Millman, this is a rematch from Dallas earlier this year. Jimmy and the American took that one. Yeah, he was in trouble, however, Nakashima in the first set down. Triple set point at 6-3 in the tie break. He fought it off by about a millimeter because he hit a couple of balls right near the baseline. And that baseline wasn't kind to Millman because here's the same one that Nakashima's went in. That one just long on another set point for Millman. And finally, at 9-8 in the tiebreak, Nakashima fighting through that set the entire way and manages to get through a 10-8 tiebreak. No breaks of serve throughout the entire match to this point. Nakashima continuing to hold. He's only missed a handful of first serves in that entire second set. He finally broke it for all. 
and served it out in style. So well played from Brandon Nakashima. He's got final points last year here in Atlanta to defend, and so far he's defending that pretty well. Into his third quarterfinal of the year, Francis Tiapo looking to do the same thing, and first on the hard courts in Stockholm back in 2021, playing Taro Daniel, Jimmy. Francis Tiapo has so many skills, and you just saw a little of it there. He's got speed. He can take the ball early. He can come in. His drop shots are amazing. He loves to rip forehands for winners. The problem is sometimes he's a little up and down mentally in a match, and in this match, he had taken the first set 7-5, having saved the set point, and got up that early break in the second, kept it going. By this point, he's having fun. He's dominating. Any shots like this gets the double break lead you think okay he's going to be off the court in a hurry but no he donates a service game he makes things interesting for himself he as I said he does love this kind of stuff could have hit a winner there but he almost said now let's play a little more and then finishes it off with that incredible angle I mean I, I just it's something I know he's having fun I love that I just want him to have fun and then as soon as the match starts again play that point try your best have faster fun Yes. <laughs> uh, he talked about what he did best on court after. I thought I served really well today. Um, yeah, I mean, I served really well. Um, I played aggressive. I got in a good rhythm. I haven't played since Wimbledon, so a little rusty there in the beginning. But um, just happy to get a win and happy to get a win straight. It's pretty hot out here. I hope we go for a good run. I got a tough match, my next match. So, yeah, it's one day at a time with it. Talk about his next match. He's got the Americans. He's got Brandon Nakashima next. 3-0 head-to-head for Tiafo, including two wins this year on hard courts. But for Francis Tiafo, talking about what Jimmy was saying, get off court faster, have that fun, but uh, maybe less work on court. What do you think about that? So Jimmy wants him to be more buttoned up point by point, and I agree with Jimmy. And I think he used to have longer lapses, and now that's collapsed down to a game or two. And so that's what he's improving on. I think Wayne Ferrer is doing a good mm. job who is such a good player on the ATP Tour. I think Francis is more professional now. He's more buttoned up, and it's coming. You know, he's having some great results. He's, he's always had the talent and the skill. Yeah, I think he's going to be a top-ten player at some point if he can get those game or two taking off. As you said, it used to be probably 30 minutes that he'd take off during a match. <laughs> you can't come back from that game or two now. Let's just go point or two where he takes off, and if he does that, the skill level is there. He, he's going to be a top player. Do you see him getting to 4-0 against Nakashima? Not so easy because it's 3-0, but close matches, tough mm-hmm. matches. I do think he's play, he played better today than Nakashima did. So if you go on today's form, I think he can win, yes. But it's never easy to beat a good player four times in a row in three in one year. Absolutely. Uh, Jimmy's got some incredible footage of Emma Raducanu, an escape you've got to see to believe. That is coming up later on TC Live Plus. A month ago, Dominic Team hadn't won a match all year. See how the former major champion is finding his form on home turf. We got live action top of the hour right here. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Tracy, Jimmy, Steve back on TC Live. Taking a look at our featured matches. Center court tomorrow, 5 a.m. Eastern. Iga Spiontek back in action. So is Dominic Team. How about the top seed Carlos Alcaraz in Umag? And then at the bottom there, tennis's version of the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Florida versus Georgia. Ben Shelton, John Isner, Gators-Dogs rivalry very heated. Now we go warm and fuzzy with reigning U.S. Open champ Emma Raducanu. Are you listening to music a lot to help get you in the zone? Yeah. What type of music do you listen to? Um, well, I like to listen to things with a beat, a good beat before matches. Yeah. Not quite. But What do you mean not quite? That was sick. <laughs> that was That was pretty good. Not bad. Emma. <laughs> Emma throwing shade there. Uh, you can see all of our warm and fuzzy segments on the Tennis Channel app. Michael Costa, Lolo Jones doing their thing. Of course, we are leading up to the top of the hour. Stevie Johnson in action against Ilya Ivashka. That is our night session from the ATL. Up next, more Emma. We'll show you how these current teenage stars pushing some of the accomplishments of Tracy Austin and Jimmy Arias. Back on TC Live, we've got Yannick Sinner in Umag. Had to withdraw from Hamburg, had that ankle injury that he had at Wimbledon. This is his first match since losing to Novak Djokovic there. Taking on Jean Munar, Tracy. Yeah, Sinner moves so easily, so efficiently. It's so hard from both wings. Great racket head speed. So tucks that first set under his belt. And from out of the corners, Sinner is just flawless. Rips that backhand down the line on the pass. You have to hit a approach pretty deep against center to make it effective. This was the exciting part. He certain volleyed a lot, but oh, he touched the net. And watch, he's telling the chair umpire, I clipped the net. Such good sportsmanship from center right away because the chair umpire had not noticed it. So on the follow-through, he had touched the net. He lost the point, but he continues to serve volley. New coach Darren Cahill is clearly an element of his game that he is working on because we know how proficient he is at the baseline, but now he's going to be a lot better in the forecourt. Frustration from Munar. Honesty always pays off, Tracy. Always pays <laughs> off. Gave him the point, but he wins the match. Yannick Sinner straight sets 4-4, four and four, improves to 12-4 and four this year on clay. Roberto Carbias Baena up next for the two seed there. Carlos Alcaraz, as we showed you earlier, will be in action on center court right here on Tennis Channel tomorrow. That draw in Umag is a good one. As we go over to Kitzbühel, big action there featuring Roberto Bautista Agut hoping to avoid Jimmy. His third straight loss served well today. Yeah, COVID got him at Wimbledon so positive test there. He pulled out. He then lost a couple of matches in a row trying to Get back. He's surprisingly to me playing on clay after Wimbledon because he's a guy that actually loves the hard court and plays very well on hard court. He needed to get a win wherever he was on whatever surface, and he got out to a very quick start, won the first set comfortably 6 1. Second set got a little bit trickier as we see some nice talent and movement from both players, but the Batista dude always seems to have the answer. He's such a great competitor and eventually served out this in straight sets and does get his first win since getting COVID. RBA with the W moving on in Kitzbühel. The big 
Highlight for all the fans there, seeing their man, Dominic Team in action, playing with a protected ranking, perhaps not for much longer if he keeps doing stuff like this. The 2019 champ taking on his friend, Sebastian Offner. Yes, in first set, he looks just like Dominic Team that you remember, ripping ground strokes, crushing from the back of the court, pretty far back, and dominates the first set, 6-2. But Offner, his friend and countryman, Played and practiced with him enough that he figured out how to win the second set. He got the second set 6-3 and actually had a break lead here in the third. But Dominic Team starting to work his way back. And you can see, I like the attitude the team's bringing now. He sort of looked like he was tired. He played so many matches over his career, early in his career. And then he had the injury and you almost had the sense of he was going to not really want to play any longer. He wants to play again. You can see it. Nicholas Massou cheering him on as Dominic T moves on at home. Yeah, it was an unbelievable atmosphere once again. So, um, great afternoon uh, to, to play tennis again. I'm really happy to, to got the win and um, obviously it was, was very different conditions to yesterday. Um, it's not easy to, to make the change and um, as well against Ovi, we know each other very well practicing together a lot of times so it was a great great fight at the end and uh, happy to be through third straight quarterfinal for dominic team all signs pointing in the right direction let's see what's trending on social media right now it was 11 months ago carlos alcaraz made that run to the quarterfinals at the u.s open and now he has reached another Milestone. Of course, he was the youngest ever win Miami, and he now is the youngest since Rafa Nadal to break into the top five. And look who he passed by a few days, our own Jimmy Arias. What do you think about that, Jimmy? I think that's just wrong <laughs> on so many levels. <laughs> but you know what? The rest of those guys all got to number one in the world. Nah, yeah, except for Michael Chang, actually, the youngest. Got to two. Yeah. Got to only two in Hall the world. So Alcaraz is in good company, and... It's good that he passed me since I only got to five. Jimmy, look at that company, though. That's impressive. The, the, I Kudos. mean, look, what you don't see there is my dad always told me that I peaked at 12. And this is, this is when I was 17. So this is already five years past my peak when I made the finals of Washington. And the other interesting thing when I'm looking at this picture is this is I beaten Jose Luis Clerc. And I lost to Lendl in the finals here in Washington. And I called my dad after beating Clerc because he was four in the world. It was my first big win. And my dad said, if you don't beat Lendl, don't even give me a call. So I wow. beat Lendl, and I a didn't little. give my dad a call. You didn't give him a call? No, I oh, mean, he followed but he asked me to. said not to. That, that's that's tough from Pops there. I mean, you made the take. final in D.C. Yeah. as like a 12-year-old. Uh, Emma Raducanu last year winning her first major title. Her first qualifier didn't drop a set on the way to the title there, Tracy. So she can do what you did. You won two U.S. Opens as a teenager. Monica Sellis did that as well. Still, Tracy, the youngest to ever win the U.S. Open. Uh, what advice would you give Emma trying to win her wow. second title as a teen? Wow. Uh, I mean, she has so many points to defend, 2,000 points, and she's actually number 10 in the world, even though she has a losing record in 2022. So just play match by match. And, you know, she skipped so many levels going from a qualifier to being a Grand Slam champion in the span of, of three weeks. So she probably won't get 2,000 points again. She's going to have to kind of start over. She's got the skill, I think, to get deep in slams again. 
but it may take her a little bit of time. She's just going to have to have some patience. Just play match by match and not listen to what everybody has to say and try to, that external pressure, try to push it out. Maybe listen a little bit to what Jimmy Arias has to say because, Jimmy, you spent some time with her recently. Tell us about it. No, I think Tracy's right. Don't listen to me. You're, you're right. She came to IMG, and she didn't come with a coach. Now, when she not finally either. She didn't give her a key? We what, her you key. lock her out? What happened here? She got to IMG. We didn't want to let her in, but no matter how hard I tried, she just found a way in. As you can see, she stayed very late at night once she brought a coach. She brought Dimitri Tursunov. <laughs> And oh, that's news. when Tursunov came the last two days, he changed her schedule. She had been working with me for five or six days. Tursunov came and he said, no, we're going to start at 1130 in the morning. I don't know if that's because Tursunov doesn't like to get up. I'm not sure <laughs> why they started that late. But that meant the second practice was late at night. And at IMG, we've got kids. We lock it up. At a certain so you wouldn't let her time. out, not in, but you wouldn't let her out. She was in the gym apparently at 8:30 at night, and all of a sudden I got a text that I can't get out. No, the doors will open any longer. And so you said climb over. The fence? I didn't say climb over. I said we'll get someone there. The next thing I know, she sent me that video. Okay. Said I sounds like the Uber was there. She's yeah. a great athlete. I just want to know. It sounds like that was mom. Did mom, mom get over mom, the fence as easily? Mom was there, and mom apparently somehow she got out wow. as well. That's where she gets the athletic <laughs> genius. Tursunov yes. gave her the lift. Maybe. <laughs> that's, that's the scoop right there, though. Dimitri Tursunov working with Emma Raducanu. Jimmy Arias, then Dimitri Tursunov. I lasted five days. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Listen. She's going to keep coming back, I think, to IMG. I think she might make that her base. Okay. Love to hear that. And great oh, video, Jim. Good info. <laughs> we, we, expect, we got the scoop from Aries. We expect the videos to keep coming in hot, Jim. Uh, well, that was a one-time thing. Uh, here's our schedule for you tomorrow. Once again, starting 5 a.m. Eastern, we got TC Live, the three of us. 6 p.m. Eastern and the night session at 7 p.m. Eastern. So we're a half hour early tomorrow, looks like. All right. That's news to me. Be back in a bit. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back on TC Live as we take a look at the summer in the cities. Next week, we bring you three big North American hardcore events, the combined city open in D.C., the women in San Jose, the men also in Los Cabos, Mexico. Then it's the Canadian Masters, August 8th, the Cincinnati Masters, August 14th. A couple of events in Winston-Salem, tennis in the land, plus Granby leading up to, of course, TC Live at the U.S. Open starting August 28th right here. Hot shot of the day, and uh, it comes from Yannick Sinner. More Yannick Sinner. Yeah, he's worth watching. We think of him as an offensive player, but look at the defense. That ball got behind him on the forehand side. Incredible speed and hands to get that passing shot around Munar. Just fabulous. Just I love. Flick. You know what's funny is I love seeing him change his game. I I didn't enjoy watching Sinner as much as most people because he just bludgeons the ball off both sides, and it's the same ball. It's 150 miles an hour in every time deep. It's very effective, but I'd love <laughs> to see spin, drop shot, come Sir in, Bali something today. different. And all of a sudden today, 
he's serving and volleying over and over again. Obviously, he's got a little Darren Cahill in his ear mm -hmm. telling him we got to start branching out to other areas. He did really well in the grass. I mean, making the quarterfinals there at Wimbledon. And uh, big things ahead for Yannick. I mean, beating Carlos Alcaraz as well. Holger Rune, uh, he has not won since reaching the quarterfinals at Roland Garros and falling to Kasparut. That's five straight losses. And then today, the struggles would continue against Zapata Marias. What's strange is you can't say it's because, okay, yeah, he lost a few matches on grass, so maybe he's not a grass player. But now he's gotten back to clay, and he continues losing on clay. He did win the first set against Zapata Morales, who was a round of 16 participant at Roland Garros as well, so he's a guy that knows his way around a clay court. Second set went to the Spaniard, and Pogarun asked for the trainer at the start of the third. He was limping around a little bit when walking, but when the point started, he was running reasonably well at times, and however it went, the confidence is seemingly gone. 6-2 in the third set, and the Troubles continue for me. I have a theory. Yeah. My theory, you work so hard. I mean, he's pretty young to try to go deep into a major. You get to the quarters for the first time, and then you've made it. You get there, and you have a little bit of a letdown. It could be that. It could be he's worked so hard that he's physically fatigued, he's mentally fatigued because of that. And then my third theory is now he's a target because he's had such success. And that's different. That's always a different landscape than when you're going up where there's nothing to lose. And now all of a sudden your ranking is much higher and everybody wants to beat you because you're the good win. I have one. I have a fourth theory. A fourth theory. Many, Let's, many theories. Uh, all the hypotheses right my here on TCL. theory that I can forward is he did great at the French, went to grass, doesn't like grass, lost three matches in a row. Mm. All of a sudden you start... You go from high to, oh, my gosh, am I ever going to win a match again? Comes back to the clay, starts losing again. And it's amazing how good these players are. If you lose that little edge, you start losing. Mm. And he's got to win a match again once he wins a match. Because in the juniors, you always win. He's always going to win matches. Sure. This is the first time he's ever been on a streak like this in his life. And we'll see how he deals with it. I think all four of those theories are, are very factual. And uh, that, that, that's why we're now 0-6 <laughs> since the quarterfinals in Paris. Stevie Johnson, the lucky loser tonight. Riley Opelka out, the top seed. He's got a little bit of an injury, so Stevie gets in, gets to take on Ilya Avashka tonight. The USC legend, Stevie Johnson. Tracy, uh, what do you expect to see from him? Well, obviously, Stevie's going to have to serve well. He really relies on serve and first ball, and that's going to be forehand. Actually, every ball he wants is going to be forehand. His slice is going to be very tough for Ivashka, but Ivashka's clearly going to go target that side, the backhand, because it's just not as effective. Um, you know, I, I think Stevie's playing with house money. He's going to be playing loose. He's going to be trying to, to, to get this win with by playing ultra-aggressive, even finishing points off at the net. I like Stevie's chances. Obviously, lost in qualifying, but he's a player that's won so many matches over his career. He likes the hard court. I like seeing a guy that even if you approach to his backhand, he still finds a way to hit mm. a forehand. No matter what it is, he's, he's going to hit forehands. He's unbelievably quick. And it should be an, you know, an interesting match to watch. And he's got doubles after this with Tommy Paul after suitable rest. So big night for Stevie Johnson fans. Welcome to the show there in Atlanta. And Jimmy, when you get that lucky loser, how does that change your attitude on court? Well, I guess you feel as though I've already lost once. What the heck? I've got nothing to lose at this point. I'm going to play loose, and he's used to the conditions, so that's an advantage for him. Another beautiful night in Hotlanta. You see the fire behind the court right there in the ATL as Stevie Johnson taking the court right now. 
looking to get a nice win here at the Atlanta Open and continue on, pick up some points, as Tracy mentioned, trying to get that ranking back maybe inside the top 50 at some point by the end of this season and keep on going. So a uh, huge opportunity against Ilya Avashka, who right now is ranked 53 in the world. The 28-year-old comes into this event for the first time. So looking to pick up a nice opportunity here is Johnson. Uh, Tracy going to head to the booth, join Brett Haber for the call of this match for Jimmy and Tracy. I'm Steve Weissman. Thank you so much for joining us on TC Live. Live action from Atlanta coming up next.